The Gist is brought to you by Harry's, the shaving company that offers German-engineered blades, well-designed handles, and shipping right to your door. Visit harrys.com for $5 off your first purchase with the promo code GIST. And by stamps.com. Buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and printer and save up to 80% compared to a postage meter. Sign up for a no-risk trial and a $110 bonus offer when you visit stamps.com and use the promo code, the gist. The following podcast contains explicit language. It's Wednesday, October 14th, 2015. From Slate, it's the gist. I'm Mike Pesca. So I know you saw the debate or you've heard about the debate, but did you see the post-debate footage when Bernie Sanders threw his body in front of a surging horde of reporters and saved NBC's Andrea Mitchell from not being scooped, but being flattened? Excuse me. Please move back. You've almost seen Everybody back. And you're walking with me. All right, now stop it. William F. Buckley once said, a conservative is someone who stands athwart history yelling stop. Now we know a democratic socialist is someone who stands athwart overzealous HuffPo freelancers yelling, chill. Of course, we'd never know about Bernie's bravery in the face of that horribly intrusive media if a member of the horribly intrusive media hadn't shot that video. That is way too Mobius strippy to get your mind around. Sort of like Jim Webb's taking four of his allotted 905 seconds. That's the actual calculation about how much time he got. Took a few of those seconds to tell us about his middle daughter. Julia is a massage therapist. Okay, we got to go back. We got to break down the tape. See, everyone else is going to play tape of Bernie Sanders saying, enough with Hillary's damn emails. Not me. I want to analyze why Jim Webb felt the disclosure that his daughter was into rolfing would help boost his electability. Let's hear the context. I have five daughters. Amy works with disabled veterans. Sarah is an emergency room nurse. Julia is a massage therapist. Did you hear it? Did you hear the pause? This is what he's thinking. Daughter one, daughter two, great resumes, helps me get elected. But then the big pause, oh no, I've committed to this. I can't write her out of the narrative. Okay, I'm going to have to say it. Julia is a massage therapist. Actually, if he had more time, Jim could have given Julia Webb's business a boost. According to her website, I think it's the Julia Webb, because she practices in New York City and Virginia. Jim Webb's from Virginia. Julia Webb, quote, has a bachelor's degree in medical anthropology. Julia specializes in combining clinical and medical methods with the holistic, kinesthetic, and mindful That's how the sentence ends. Julia's technique has helped professional athletes from NHL and NBA players to marathoners and ballerinas. She's worked extensively with new mothers on hip realignment and pelvic restructuring. And how cool is this? There is a special section on the website for canine and equine massage. You've missed an opportunity, America. We could elect the dad of a horse massager into the White House. Get in the saddle, folks. But there is one horse in this race I couldn't massage, and that was Lincoln Chafee. I have some theories on Lincoln Chafee, some theories on Martin O'Malley. Oh, yes, a unified theory of Martin O'Malley and a rhetorical observation explaining one reason why Hillary Clinton had her best night as a politician in the last seven years. And that is why we invented the spiel, people. But first, we play Is That Bullshit? And it's not on the subject of horse massage. Of course, horse massage is real. We're going to bring on Maria Konnikova to separate fact from fiction on the subject of gravity and your skin. And I will promise you this, hidden within this interview, a secret trick to looking four years younger that doctors don't want you to know. Shaving's pretty expensive. 
I don't know if you knew that. Here are the signs that you knew that. One, you have a face. Two, you're a guy over 13. But you know, back in the 70s and the 80s, did, you just, did we just walk around nicked? Because the shaving technology wasn't good, but it was also not so unbelievably expensive. Harry's was started by two guys passionate about creating a better shaving experience for everyone. I know they do it for me. I keep a Harry's at home, in my desk at work, and in my travel bag. So I've been with Harry's on many continents, and Harry's always delivers a great shave. Why? I don't know. It's something about the blade factory they have in Germany. But listen to this. Here's how it works. A starter kit for $15. It includes a razor, three blades, and your choice of the shave cream or the foaming shave gel. I'm coming around to the shave gel. As an added bonus, this is for people who haven't bought before, you get $5 off your first purchase. It's ridiculous. For $10, you could shave your face for a month. Go to harrys.com now, and Harry's will give you $5 off if you type in the code GIST with your first purchase. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com and enter coupon code just to check out for $5 off the starter set and start shaving smarter today. And you're listening to ELO with Don't Bring Me Down off the 1979 LP Discovery. And of course, ELO, we're playing that today because we're talking with Maria Konnikova who's the author of Mastermind, How to Think Like Sherlock Holmes, and The Confidence Game. And we're doing a segment, Is That Bullshit? And our topic today, Bringing You Down, is all about gravity and the body. Within the span of 24 hours, we got a couple of emails. This one from Heather saying, Hi, Mike. People are always saying weird things about skin care, such as only pat the skin around the eyes, or only pat your skin dry, or never pull down your skin, push it up. Apparently, if you follow this advice, you will not wrinkle as badly. It's been a staple of women's magazines for years, but is it bullshit? Same day we got that question, Jeremy H. asked us, is this bullshit? Wearing a bra all the time makes boobs sag because they don't fight gravity and therefore lose elasticity. Well, I don't know if I've heard the second claim, and uh, Maria, you were telling me you have heard the first. To be a woman is to hear these claims about where to tug and how to pull and not to push. That's absolutely right. You get this advice all the time, and people seem to think that what you do with your face is going to have huge impacts for when you're aging because everyone wants to believe that there's a magical way not to age, right? Yeah. So if only you follow the guidelines that this month's beauty magazine put forward, you're going to be fine. And as far as the uh, bras and boobs thing... Oh, I've heard that too. You've heard that too? I have heard I that too. I know there's not such a thing as fighting gravity. You can't... If you can't fight single, <laughs> you can't fight gravity. So I, uh, these are similar claims. You want to go through them one by one? Yeah. So let's start with the face. Okay. So, Wouldn't have been my choice, but fine. Want to start with the bras? Yes. All right, Mike, let's start with the bras. Look, general rule of thumb, let's start with the boobs. Yes. Don't say no to that. Done. Done. So this is a very, very strange claim to me, but one that I've heard multiple times Uh because people think that, you know, your breasts are like a muscle. Uh And if you don't use it, right, if they're not fighting gravity, you'll lose it. They're going to sag. Unfortunately, what they don't seem to realize is that your breasts contain no muscle. No muscle. Whatsoever. Are they attached to the body via 
sinew and muscle? Yeah, so there's um, they're supported by something called Cooper's ligaments. Oh, wow. That's the name for the supports of your breasts. That's cool. And what happens is when they're not supported, they stretch. They stretch and stretching more. of the ligaments causes them to sag. So, in fact, and it's not the case. It would seem to be that a bra doesn't fight so gravity. It actually helps you because it takes it the pressure limits off the ligaments. The, it limits the stretching. However, I will say that the two most important factors in whether or not your boobs start sagging. Can I guess? Mm-hmm. Boob size. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a good one. And genetics. Those are both great oh, those ones. Those aren't the two most important. No, no. Those are actually... So there are more than two. Okay. There, those are breast size and genetics yeah. are actually the same thing, right? Because yeah. your genetics determine sure. your breast size. Yeah. Um, so geneti- Unless, you know, you gene- get them Yes, absolutely. Genetics, incredibly important. Load up. The yeah. single most important thing, age. Age, of course. How old you yes. are. Yes. And the other most important thing is, did you have kids? Oh, Yeah. Because lots of stuff happens to your breasts when you Even if you don't breastfeed, this is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you have a kid, Mm -hmm. your breasts start producing milk. Yes. And that changes the physiology, the structure. And unfortunately, women who have children, their breasts are going to have a greater likelihood of eventually sagging than women who did not. You say, unfortunately, I think it's a beautiful part of nature. Excellent. All right. So so bras, though, helpful because... Okay. So not wearing a bra helps breasts not sag. Is that bullshit? Beyond being bullshit, it's the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite. Excellent. Yes. Let's go to the face. Bras are uncomfortable, though, so we'll, we'll give them that. There are, there are those <laughs> who think that when it comes to the male gaze, the boobs and the face are in opposition. I don't. My face is up here. <laughs> Let's go there. <laughs> Tell me they've studied this. What they have studied is what happens to your skin over time with Mm -hmm. different sorts of movements and different sorts of exposure. And once again, age really matters because how your face looks is basically determined by a few different things. There's your underlying bone structure. Mm -hmm. Then there's the soft tissue. So that's all the soft stuff that you can uh, feel. Then there's connective tissue, the stuff that brings it all together. And what happens with age is that all of these things basically go downhill. So babies, very round, cherubs, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, beautiful, soft, bouncy. Yes. No matter what you do to their skin. Pliant. It will come back. Yes. You know, sometimes even when babies have stitches, you end up not having a scar because their skin, that is how resilient their skin is. And it basically goes downhill from the moment you're born. As you age, your skin loses some of that elasticity, loses some of that softness, and so things actually become more permanent mm. when something happens. But something that we do from when so we're... So if you pinch a baby's cheek, it bounces back. If you pinch a, pinch a 45-year-old's your cheek... Your face will get stuck that just way. St- just have this little <laughs> lump. Oh, yeah, my uncle pitched me back in 87. <laughs> So one thing that we don't realize is that, and this goes back to what you were saying about breasts, there's a lot of heredity involved in how we're aging. We also, part of that heredity is the types of facial expressions that we make from childhood from a really, really young age. And we... Facial expressions. Facial expressions. So what are the everyone, good facial expressions to make? <laughs> so everyone has facial expressions that they make habitually all yeah. the time, yeah. starting from when they're little. Yeah. And those will cause 
wrinkles at some point in your life because your face just gets used to to making expressions of a certain sort. And it's really hard to control. It's something that really doesn't change from the time you're a child, unless you're probably, you know, unless you're someone who's thinking about this and who's trying to really change facial expressions. Or trying to beat someone at poker. Exactly, trying to beat someone at poker. Um, and so those will result in kind of some of the deep wrinkles that you see. And then there are fine wrinkles, which have nothing to do with that. And those have more to do with environmental stuff because other than age and heredity, the number one thing that is important for wrinkles is sun um, and sun exposure and not how you put on makeup, Mm -hmm. but how much you spend in the sun and how much damage your skin sustains as a result. But those aren't the deep wrinkles. Those are the fine wrinkles. Those are both. Okay. Those are both. So the deep wrinkles come usually from facial expressions. And there was a hilarious study, I thought it was hilarious, done in 1989 at the University of Toronto, where people were classified as brow lifters, Mm -hmm. frowners, and squinters. (laughs) And then they looked at the wrinkle patterns at different ages, Mm -hmm. and they Mm -hmm. found that indeed... Mm -hmm. Mm. Exactly. Brow lifters, mm. frowners, mm. and squinters, just mm. keep doing that <laughs> every few seconds, that they had different wrinkle patterns and that it was basically something that had been established from a very young age. And wh- Brow I kind lifters of, have the forehead wrinkles, yep. the troughs. Yep. Squinters have the eye wrinkles, think yep. Clint, Clint Eastwood. And, and frowners, frowners have, have the mouth wrinkles. And the... The nose, yes. And the, that wrinkle in the middle of your nose. The nose wrinkle, yeah. I fell in love with this study when I read the first <laughs> sentence, which is, the body is victimized by the additive effects of the insults to its individual cells. Oh, that is good. And so starts the horror story of our descent into aging, our inevitable descent into aging. (laughs) Now, the other thing that I did find, which was kind of interesting, so environmental effects really matter. And there was one study that looked at different professions. Mm -hmm. Specifically, it looked at cloistered nuns, white-collar workers, and blue-collar workers to see if their skin aged differently. So if lifestyle choices like that mattered. And they found that all of them showed decreased elasticity with age. Women have it worse than men, even though women are reading all these magazines. Blue collar have it worse than white collar for elasticity. But in terms of resistance to pressure, so when you, when your uncle, instead of pinching your cheek, well, actually pinching it Mm -hmm. or, you know, pressing it or doing Mm -hmm. something like that, how quickly it bounces back yeah. and how resistant it is. Yeah. That was the worst in white-collar men. Okay. And they thought that it might be because, you know, of some sort of stress. As an uncle, I only like to pinch the cheeks of my nieces and nephews who work in foundries mm. and are not in accounts receivable because I know the blue-collar workers are more resilient. So sure. so that's a very good decision. They're very lucky to have you as an uncle. So far, though, obviously all bad news, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nothing you can really do. But there is one thing that you can do to appear four years younger. What's that one simple trick? Lie down oh. on your back. Oh. When people were judging photographs of people who are either sitting or the yeah. same person lying down, it took 3.8 years off the average age estimate when they were lying down because lying down smooths out your face because that culprit, gravity, is no longer 
working on you. Interesting. So, so basically just lie down. Spend your life lying down. Or, other hand, if you're trying to take a picture for a fake ID, like you're 19, do it facing forward. Mm. Lean forward. Yeah. It's my advice to all you kids out there. The University of Tennessee, Knoxville, trying to make up your fake IDs. That's what Cheryl Sanders meant by lean in. Get that fake ID. All right. So we did the we did the boobs. Let's do the face. Anything. This was the question. Any way you could touch or sag or whatever the skin to uh, prevent those wrinkles. Is that bullshit? You could prevent wrinkles depending on how you manipulate the skin. Um, that is bullshit. That is bullshit. What you can do to prevent wrinkles is stay out of the sun. Right. In general, just realize that genetics has more to do with it than almost anything else. Maria Konnikova is the author of Mastermind, How to Think Like Sherlock Holmes, and The Confidence Game. She's the doyen of Is That Bullshit. Thank you so much, Maria. Thanks so much, Mike. Mailing and shipping are a routine part of running your business. Routine is not exciting. Routine is not saving in time and money. Stamps.com is. It is much more convenient. It saves you all those trips to the post office because you need to change that routine. Stamps.com brings all of the services of the post office right to your desk, but none of the attitude. Buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and printer. Print postage for any letter, any package, any class of mail. Then just hand your mail to the mail carrier. You never have to waste time going to the post office again. You can focus on what really matters, your business right now. Sign up for Stamps.com and use the promo code THEGIST for a special offer, a four-week trial, a $110 bonus offer. It includes postage and the digital scale. I bet you didn't see that one coming. Don't wait. Go to Stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in the gist. That's Stamps.com. Enter the gist. And now the spiel up for a debate. Well, that was the sort of night that makes you say, Hillary Clinton, oh yeah, she is smart, sensible, and competent. Oh yeah, there was a reason why she and Bill Clinton once considered selling his run for president as buy one, get one free. And it makes you think about that retinue of advisors around her whose job it is to shield her and cosset her and manage her and form what Sarah Ellison in the latest Vanity Fair calls a Praetorian Guard. That army is doing Mrs. Clinton a huge disservice. In the piece, Ellison writes that the insiders have been, quote, protecting her for so long, sheltering her, telling her what to read and what not to read, praising her and occasionally talking tough with her. It's hard to tell who's running things. So it would seem that these people are unnecessarily getting in the way of Hillary and chances for Hillary to show herself to be smart, sensible and competent. But you know what? I bet you right now those very people are saying the exact opposite thing, coming to the exact opposite conclusion. They're saying, this is why we exist. We parcel out Hillary how we see fit. She crushes it in this highly viewed setting. And her lead, which is already at 18 points nationally, is going to rise even higher. We know what you're doing. But the Praetorian Guard made sure there won't be many more events like this. Events that would almost certainly help their candidate. Because they can't live with almost certainly. And that's why none of the next three debates, one in November, one in December, one in January, none of them will be on a weeknight. And it's why the threshold for other candidates to litter the stage is a mere 1%. Although if I were Lincoln Chafee, I would worry about reaching 1%. I think you're being a little rough. I just arrived at the United States Senate. I'd been mayor of my city. My dad had died. I'd been appointed by the governor. It was the first vote and it was 90 to 5. So did this performance kill off all vestiges of Chafee-mentum? Will we be denied a future example of when he mows down his opponents, the patented chafey strafing? 
perhaps. Or maybe Lincoln Chafee realized nothing plays better to Democrats than dissing Republicans. So he decided to rip into this one Republican senator, portray him as a bumbling, lacrimose fumblefist. That the Republican senator was Lincoln Chafee? You know what? Let's leave that to the factcheck.orgs of the world to suss out. Chafee could argue, hey, what do I know? I'm not a political scientist. As for Jim Webb, I was there on election night in 2006. I was there in Virginia. He upset George Allen. He won the Senate for Democrats. He seemed fresh, authentic. He was a former Reagan administration official, crossover appeal. Well, last night, when asked about Black Lives Matter, he answered, I put the African-American soldier on the mall. I made that recommendation and fought for it. So if you want someone who is can stand up in front of you right now and say, I have done the hard job. I have taken the risks. I am your person. Yes, I'm your man. If you're ever harassed by police, if you're ever unfairly arrested, if you're ever mistakenly shot while unarmed, I will erect a statue of you afterwards. Oh, don't think I forgot about Martin O'Malley. Let's play a clip of him. I say we ask France if they want to trade the Eiffel Tower for the Grand Canyon. But after they send us the Eiffel Tower, we don't send them the Grand Canyon. No, wait, that was Will Forte's political character, Tim Calhoun from Saturday Night Live. Here is the real merchant of O'Malley's. There are some things that I have learned to do better in life than others. Similar. I think similar. None of those guys won the debate. Bernie Sanders also did not win the debate. You'll hear people arguing that he did a good job and that he helped himself, and he did do a good job. He got his message across. But in terms of pure politics, it has to be noted that he and Secretary Clinton are playing a zero-sum game. They can't both have advanced. And one reason why Hillary did so well is that she has become a much better presenter. Here's how Hillary, who has been speaking before the public for 40 years, here's how she used to do things. This is from the 2000 Democratic National Convention. If you give us eight minutes, we'll give you eight years. And we did stop. And we did listen. Every word is emphasized. Hear it again. Tipper Gore will make a great first lady. Or, more famously, When I worked for the Children's Defense Fund, we had a trademark. Leave no child behind. It wasn't just this speech. Here, I'll play a clip from the night when she was first elected to the Senate. How fortunate we are indeed to live in the most diverse, dynamic, and beautiful state in the entire union. Now I'm going to play her talking last night. I chose a part from her opening statement, which is the most like a pre-written speech. It offers the closest comparison. I also chose the last line, you know, where she's going to drive her point home. There's a subtle difference in how she's talking now to how she's talking then, but I think you can hear it. There's too much inequality, the racial divides, the continuing discrimination against the LGBT community so that we will work together. And yes, finally, fathers will be able to say to their daughters, you too can grow up to be president. There's more flow there. It's more conversational. And I know about this because when I talk to you now in front of this microphone in this studio, I sound something like this. But when I do a live show, I wind up sounding a little bit like this. And it's just so sad to me that people with actual experience and people with actual expertise are asked to vet Trump's tax plan. So yeah, I could take a lesson from Hillary. And so can Hillary Clinton. 
She largely ridded herself of her bad habit by 2008, but sometimes her emotion would get the better of her. So shame on you, Barack Obama. It is time you ran a campaign consistent with your messages in public. So we just played the senator from New York getting over emphatic before a live audience. I played me, a guy from New York doing the same thing. There's another New Yorker who did this and does this, James Madison High School alum Bernie Sanders. And I will do everything that I can to make sure that the United States does not get involved in another quagmire like we did in Iraq, the worst foreign policy blunder in the history of this country. Bernie is used to playing before enthusiastic audiences, bigger audiences than he's ever seen in his life. Because the most votes Bernie Sanders ever got in an election is 207,000. He absolutely trounced his opponent, but Vermont's a small state. Let's contrast that with Rick Lazio, the guy Clinton resoundly beated in that 2000 election from when I played the clip. But Rick Lazio got 2.9 million votes, about 14 times as many votes as Bernie Sanders has ever gotten. My point isn't that New York's bigger than Vermont. I think you knew that. My point is that Sanders is just not that used to the big stage. And he's not used to playing to the home audience, not the enthusiasts in the room. But I will allow this for the Vermont senator. He does not care. You know he stands by everything he said and exactly how he said it. On Broadway, on November 16th, there is an event called the Slate Superfest. It will combine the brains behind the Political Gap Fest, the Culture Gap Fest, and Hang Up and Listen, meaning I am one of those brains. I am 11% of the brain power. Oh, no, wait. I hear that Dan Coyce will be emceeing, so um, a little less. I now become 10% of the brain power involved. But you're going to see Julia Turner go at it with Emily Bazelon. You're going to see David Plotz try to one-up John Dickerson. You're going to see Josh Levine give the business to... Stephen Metcalf, and you're going to see Dana Stevens just mop the floor with Stefan Fatsis. Dana's been talking about mopping the floor with Stefan Fatsis ever since she became aware of mops and floors. This will be a great event. It's being called Superfest on Broadway. And I can also mention that Slate staff and Panoply Partners at an undisclosed location will be having an exclusive after party. There are only 50 tickets available to that event. Drinks and hors d'oeuvres. I hope they give me some of those. The venue will be within walking distance to the live show. An email will go out two weeks prior to attendees. There's a lot of subterfuge about where this 50-ticketed exclusive after event is. But even if you can't get to the after event, or even if you can, check out Superfest on Broadway November 16th. Visit Slate.com slash SuperfestNYC. And that's it for today's show. Andrea Salenzi has five daughters in descending order. A surgeon, a general practitioner, a dentist, a chiropractor, and a certified crystal healer. Just executive producer Andy Bowers has six first cousins. A hog farmer, a melon farmer, a grapefruit farmer, a strawberry farmer, a dirt farmer, and a former Republican senator from Rhode Island. The gist, we have six children, 16 grandchildren, And just this year, our oldest daughter, Katie, gave birth to the great joy of our life. He is so fun and curious and alert. He is our first former Republican senator from Rhode Island. Oomperu, deperu, duperu. Thanks for listening.